You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, next... on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you're watching Black Hollywood Live next. And I'm about four or five seconds from telling you who we have on our show today. She's an actress. She's cute. She's funny. She's talented. And she's an advocate for uh, adopted children. I love it. And mixed people as well. Woohoo! Shout out to the mixed folks, to the half-breeds in the world. Give it up for Santana Dempsey! Yes! That was an awesome intro. Thing. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, you do a lot of awesome things. So, of course, I had to say that. So, how are you today? You look beautiful, by the way. I love this top. Really? Well, thank you. That's you know, cute. It's a little hot. It's a little more, you know, winter <laughs> and it's, uh, it's like summer outside. But thank you so much. You right. look cute, too. Thank you so much. So, we're going to talk about a few things going on in the world. Okay. Feel free to chime in and let me okay, know what awesome. you think. So, Netflix has a Nina Simone documentary coming out. She's a singer talented. If you know anything about music and you know anything about history, then you know Nina Simone is amazing and she's talented. So they have a new documentary coming out. It was only supposed to be on Netflix um, on June 26th, but it's actually going to be in theaters now. Oh, cool. That's great. So we have a little snippet of it. Let's go ahead and play that. I've always thought that I was shaking people up, but now I want to go at it more, and I want to go at it more deliberately, and I want to go at it coldly. I want I want to shake people up so bad that when they leave a nightclub <clears throat> where I performed, I, I just want them to be to pieces. But see how amazing, like, she just really mm-hmm. has the passion and the mm-hmm. fire, and so I'm excited to see this. Me too. Well, I love Nina Simone. Right. Yeah, she's fierce and hot, and she's so loyal to who she is and her people, and I love that. Right. Do you sing as well? I don't. You have, like, a voice that I think would sound great singing. Oh, no. I you sing like you're like, no, like, no, no. That is one thing I don't do. I mean, I try to do. I did, like, in college, and it was the only thing that I'm not... Not the only thing, but performance-wise, I'm not great at. Really? Mm-mm. You have such a like Mm-mm. poised voice. Mm-mm. But that does not mean that I know how to carry a tune. <laughs> so we're no Nina Simone's in this place. God, we can I play. Wish. Oh, I so wish. Oh, I, I love too. jazz and like all of that. And if I could have that come out of me. Right. But I can dance. I can move. But I just can't sing. Can you sing? No. Um, well, you know, I try. <laughs> yeah, okay. But there's been quite a few people who have a problem with my singing. I don't know why. But, you know. Faces like, uh uh-uh, no, ma'am. All right, so let's talk about some music. Now, this is great because um, Sierra has a new song Mm -hmm. out, and it's called I Bet. She's got a video for it. And a lot of people are saying she's throwing shade at at her baby daddy future because, you know, they're not together anymore. There's rumors that he cheated on her while she was pregnant. Shame on him. So why not turn your pain into a song, right? I love that. All right, let's let's hear it. No matter how much time I that your bitch over there, there. giving me the ugly shit, that, 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 one with the silicone ass, right and the Brazilian hair, yeah, 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 yeah. you ain't gonna respect me no more. Okay, no, so she still has her body mm-hmm. right, first of all. After the baby? Yes! 
after the baby. Ooh. Ooh, she said, love somebody else better than you. That's real, though, after all the stuff that she's gone through. What do you think? Is she talking about future? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's obvious. Yeah, I mean, especially, like, now. Right. For right. it to come out now, right, you know? Right. And even if it's not, everyone's going to think that it is, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right, You know right. what I mean? I mean, honestly. And I love when people turn their, like, their pain into art. That's my biggest thing. I think it's a way to heal. It's also like, don't date, don't get involved with the performer then. Right. that shit's going to come back. <laughs> right. That's exactly the, but she looks amazing in the video. I think she Sierra's so underrated. Sexy. I think she's, honestly, she's up there with Beyonce. I don't know why That's people don't say that. I was going to say Jennifer Lopez too. I'm just like looking at her right. body and like her skin and her face and she is Right. So she's talking about us. She's going to love somebody better than you. So, mm-hmm. yes, there's going to be somebody shortly, I'm sure. Because she's beautiful. Yeah. She's beautiful. And she has a baby. And they just posted pictures of him on one of these blog sites. And he's the fattest cute. little baby. He's, oh, he's so, <laughs> he's so, it's so cute. He's like That's a juicy fat baby. Say. He's the fattest baby. <laughs> he is the fattest little cute thing I've ever seen. All right. Let's talk about what the next big thing is going on in the world. So Apple always has things going on. They, they mm-hmm. release new products every few months and so the latest release is the apple watch and if you can see here these are the three um uh, types of watches that are going to come out we've got the sport the regular watch and the special edition and i don't know i kind of looked at them and was like mm, i'm not sure if i'd like them the i don't middle love one, that yellow one that is a lot of yellow and i think the middle one looks like you know like an old lady mm-hmm. watch from i kind of like the, the red one what's that that's, that's the, the edition the special the edition ed- yes special edition. so we got a couple of pictures here just to, so you can see what they look like um there's these are the different colors that they come and i think the First top and bottom one is the no no the first top and bottom one is a regular watch the middle two are the sport and the last two are the special edition and I said oh they got rose gold mm-hmm. I'm like you know I might have to get that one and so these things they were cost um, three forty nine and this special edition I think would be three ninety nine uh, excuse me will start at ten thousand dollars and cost as much as seventeen thousand dollars well, what does like, that watch do it should teleport you. <laughs> Because if it's going to cost... I'm like, wait, what does it do? And so then the, the Apple battery watch lasts up to about 18 hours. Um, okay. And it's going to be available only in nine markets. So for you all across the world, sorry, you're going to have to get it either from the U.S., Australia, Canada, China, France, Germany, Hong Kong, Japan, and the U.K. Yeah. But then the cheapest one is the one you don't like. That's the no. 349 No. That one's not cute. Right. But... I don't think it's cute either. Um, but these, they come, I mean, the one thing about them is they're just like your phone. They connect. Oh, so, that's what I wondered. Right. Okay. So, but they need, here's a kicker though. I don't understand. If I'm going to buy the special edition that has, that's $10,000, mm-hmm. as much as $17,000, why do I still need to connect it to my iPhone? And that's what they said. It doesn't work as far as uploading stuff unless you have it, you have an iPhone as well. Oh. So they're basically trying to make money on top of money. Like, well, you have to buy our iPhone in order to use our watch. And then it's like, does it only work on the iPhone 6, which is the latest, or can it work on a 5? It works on a 5 and a 6. It does. Okay. So any anybody else that's old, sorry. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm not a big watch girl, and I just don't know. And I love Apple. All my products are Apple. Mm-hmm. But just one more thing... And it kind of does the same stuff, but now I got to spend ten thousand dollars for what? Though I just I guess I'm confused. Besides the watch and what it like for what? It's just uh, I don't know. I'm I'm 
I mean, it, there's a heart rate sensor on it as too. Oh, so like, you know, cool. like, I do like that. Right. Like, so it's, it's kind of like what the Nike. Yeah. What's I, it called? Uh-huh. I don't remember the name, but yeah. The little thing mm-hmm. that you put. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So it tests your heart rate. Yes. So you can run and with it. Of course. And the walking sim- stuff, like it, does it test? Okay. Your right. Miles so it'll, ten, it, it'll test your steps. heart rate and everything. So as you're working out, there's an app that it'll connect to. So that's cool. But I'm saying like, is it still worth all of that money? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. I don't feel like you already have an iPad, an iPad mini, an iPhone, iPhone 6 Plus, you got it, laptop, MacBook. And now what? Mac, like, it's too much. Yeah. Apple TV. But the people that want that, you know, more power to you. Right, right. Now I need an Apple boyfriend. Can you guys come up with oh, that? Oh my gosh, I would love that. Oh my gosh, he's probably really smart too. Oh, really smart and sexy, but he could be dorky too, but like that dorky sexy. Right. Mm. I like it. And you know what you can do on your iPhone? You can change Siri's voice to a man voice. There you go. You can? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we could change like, I don't know. Apple needs to create a man. They should. <laughs> they can make everything else. They can make a man. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so let's talk about you, Santana. And so, you know, you, I found some, you know, as I was doing some research on you, I found mm-hmm. some really interesting stuff about you. Okay. So you were adopted, right? I am. And you and your biological sister were adopted. Yes, together. How, how old were you guys? I was six and she was four. And so did you, when, did you know what was happening to you? Can you remember that far back? Yeah, I can. It's kind of like I tell people like a picture album or a photo album. You know, it's just kind of memories, um, and they're not uh, cohesive, you know? Okay. Um, but yeah, I was in, before that, I was in a foster home with my sister for three, it was an orphanage and became like a foster home, um, for three years. And then our birth mother ended up committing suicide, and then that's why we were put up for adoption. Our birth father actually wasn't around. I think he abandoned us before my younger sister was born. Um, and yeah, it was kind of a traumatic experience being taken away from yet like another home. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the foster home wasn't the best environment, it was my home. And so I remember being taken in this like white, like minivan and uh-huh. screaming to the social workers and like throwing, they gave me this like lollipop, this like purple lollipop. I hated those. And to like quiet me down. Wow. And I was just so angry right. and confused. Um, so yeah, I have like memories of that, but my parents are great. I, I'm not the woman without them. I wouldn't be standing here, sitting here talking to you. Right. They're amazing. But I do remember it was old six years as, you know, kindergarten, first grade. Yeah. Kids are smart. Yeah. That's so crazy because like you, you hear about when people get adopted, especially like, you know, from a foster home or something like that, you know, they, a lot of times they, it's hit or miss. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you end up in a home that's not so positive Mm -hmm. and so loving. And so to hear that you and your sister were adopted together by a family, it's so awesome. Do you have other brothers and sisters? No, not at all. Just my sister and I, my parents couldn't have kids. And to this day, they still don't know why. Which is kind of cool in the sense that my sister and I don't know the exact identity of our birth father. And so it kind of, I don't know, it it just, we both have these missing links a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, connects us. And it's funny that you say that about adopted kids. Um, Because, well, one, I think that's really sad. Right. But I also think that's kind of like the same thing with... If somebody has a kid of their own, right, it's hit or miss. Exactly. And so I always just want to kind of give that back just because I think adoption still kind of has a bit of a stigma to this day. Um, and it's better now with all like the celebrities adopting internationally and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is kind of like everybody else. Mm-hmm. You've got kids that end up being sociopaths. Right. And you had them and they're biological. And same thing right, with adoption. Right. It is hit or miss. It's kids. We're human. And we each kind of had a different we were brought into something different when you're adopted that is outside of your control. But if you've got loving parents and I believe communication is key, Mm -hmm. key, key, key. Mm -hmm. So what is your ethnicity? 
Yeah, so <laughs> what is that? This what is, yeah, because you're, you're giving me a lot of flavor here, but I oh, can't. I am? Yeah, I can't tell. This is a guessing game, and I'm usually good at this game because I'm mixed, and I feel like you know when you're mixed, you got to like a, a sixth sense about other mixed people. Yeah, exactly. So then you tell me. I don't know. So uh, definitely, there's some African American in your family. Okay, this is a little curl. Um, I don't know either. I feel like you're Latina, mm-hmm. or you might be black and white mixed. Or, or maybe I'm all of those. Maybe you are. I don't yeah. know. What is it, Tintin? Don't yeah, I'm all of those. All of those. Yeah, so our, I'm half white. My birth mother was Caucasian. Okay. She's like Dutch, Irish, and German. And she had the kinky, curly red hair. So ah. also the curls don't just, you right, know. Right, right. <clears throat> then my birth father, his name was Juan Manuel. He was Latino. He spoke Spanish, but he was an Afro-Latino. Ah. So it wasn't like African-American. Right. But he was probably, either, we believe... We were told he's from Puerto Rico, so we're Puerto Rican. Uh-huh. However, you know, that right. was back in the 80s, and, you know. Did you did you ever feel like, we had to go find him? Were you those yes. kids? No, no. not That wasn't until I hit about 18. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I don't know. Like, I definitely, we've never seen a photo of him either at all. So it's kind of hard because I... I don't, I, no one looks at me and says, oh, there's a white girl, or what we think of. And I'm right, half right. white, so I know all that. And I grew up, my, uh, my parents, my adopted parents, I say my parents, they're white. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's how I identified growing up. But obviously, especially in this industry, that's not who I am. I consider myself mixed race. Um, but I don't know where this comes from. Right. So it gets a little hard, but I also, you know, he wasn't from this country, and I think he's probably dead. He was wanted by the FBI. Uh, for selling illegal guns and drugs in the U.S. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your dad's a badass. He yo. was a bad boy. That, no, that's, you know what? <laughs> like, was, yeah. have you ever thought about like writing a book about this? Yeah, I wrote a play actually called The Other Box that I'm oh, hoping that's about- to put up. That's, yeah, it's about this. Yes, let's talk about. Yeah. We'll save that for later, but let's talk about it. Yeah, so it's called The Other Box, and it's exactly what we're talking about. It starts off me in the foster home and being taken away, my sister and I, and you know, just this girl that's grew up in Dallas, Texas, then gets moved to Missouri, Hannibal, Missouri, you know, with white parents, and there's only black or white people, and trying to find her her identity, her sexuality as you grow up, and the things that kind of happen to you, and the whole theme is kind of like, who are you? Right. And the question I usually get from people are like, what are you? But not, who are you? Exactly. And they're different. And mm-hmm. I re- they're, they're different. Very different. Um, and so I just want... I just want to bring attention to being mixed race and also that everyone everyone has a story. Right. And this is my story, and I, I'm still living it, and I'm still trying to figure out who I want to be because it's my choice. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. And when, So when is this play going to come out so I can see it? Yeah, because I think you'd like it. Well, we had <laughs> yes. um, a reading here in L.A. in November, so right now I'm trying to get it on its feet um, this spring, so I'll let you know. But okay. I've just got to find a venue and choreographer, if anybody knows anybody. Um, yeah, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Is it just going to be a straight play? Is it going to be dancing? In it's there? going to have movement as well. Okay. Yeah. No singing, because as I told you earlier. <laughs> I wish. That'd be cool. If I could sing like Nina Simone, right, right. and then my transitions be like that, that would be so Right, hot. right. Are you, um, are you playing yourself in this? I am. Oh, see, I love it. What yeah. about, what about your sister? What about is her? She, is she in the play? She is. I added her more, actually, during the workshop. So okay. I play her, which I didn't do before. I wrote this in New York. And uh, now I kind of take on her voice. Okay. And it's it's interesting. Like, really? it's little girls. Yeah, like us, you know, 
trying to talk about like, oh, these are new parents. Like, what do we do? Are they going to love right. us? Like, well, we have to act like we can't love them because they're going to leave us. Right. But taking on that childlike voice of my sister mm-hmm. has been really therapeutic and also challenging. Mm-hmm. Did you ask her uh, no. questions? Of, no. So, so nope. when she sees it, she's going to be like, wait a minute, that's oh, not me. Or that's totally me. My whole family did that. We went back <laughs> over Christmas because we taped my reading and they were like, I think you forgot about this, this, and this. And I'm like, it's my memory. Right. And I didn't ask my sister. I mm-hmm. don't know, but it was kind of, there were my memories that I kind of put her in those situations. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Right, Not right, right. like I'm giving away her story. Right. So I didn't feel like I needed to do that. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. interesting. See, I would be like, well, well, what do you want me to write about you? See, I don't need to do that. No. Then it'd no. be a totally different play. It would be in a different place. Exactly. <laughs> so let me ask you then, what are you? What's your message? Well, let's, okay, well, we're going to play this game. Take okay. a guess. I was thinking. You look like you have some kind of maybe some kind of Asian. Okay. Are what? you like no, not at all? Maybe. Oh, what else? Don't be like me. Try to do what that. What else? Now. Maybe. Well, like some kind of maybe like Filipina. Maybe I don't know. I feel like some kind of Asian. Let's just say that, and then black, like African. But I'm not sure. I don't know if it's like African American. I feel. I guess. What does that mean anyway? Um, but but specifically because your hair. Because my oh girl, my hair will fool you, honey. Oh, it will. It will. Are you like Trinidadian? No, you you did really good. So I am. I'm half Korean and I'm half black. Boom from the U.S. High five. Okay, see, cool. Eight, see, we know. Mixed mm-hmm. people come. You can mm-hmm. always point out certain mm-hmm. things. You know what it is? Mm-hmm. Yes. I get, my sister and I get Asian sometimes too, but more like Filipina or like Samoan or something. I can, yeah, okay. And my sister see. has a little more, her eyes are about like this. Right, see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almond shaped eyes. Yeah. This is a fun game. This is, I like this. Let's play Guess the Mixed People. <laughs> okay, that's so funny. So, um, as a child, like, you know, I know you do a lot of stuff with identity, mm-hmm. and you said that a lot of people asked you about what your, your mix was or mm-hmm. what are you mm-hmm. how do you think that affected who you are today especially because the question of what are you is so different from who are you how it affects me today yeah well it is a theme of mine that i've made a part of me mm-hmm. so that's how it's affected me it's almost in every conversation that i have that i'm being interviewed for um where a lot of my friends that are mixed race they don't even talk about it it's just kind of like right. it's not even mentioned and for me, like I call attention to it on purpose. I want, I want, I want to be proud to be all of me, uh-huh. and I don't want to hide. And I think that we need more of that in the world, so that if that one person, that one girl, that one boy watches this, and also doesn't quite identify, feels a little confused, they can go, "Hey, but maybe I don't have to choose. Right? Maybe I can just be like, just be me. That's right. cool. Yeah." I love it. So you um, also went to the University of Missouri for journalism. I did. And our other host who's not here today, Courtney, also went to the University of Missouri for journalism. Crazy. And she told me to tell you. She was like, say this to Santana because okay. she's going to know. Okay. She said, I'm supposed to say M-I-Z-Z. M-I-Z. She just stopped right there. She was like, just say that. And I was like, what is that? What am I supposed to do after that? She's like, just say that. Mizzou. So what am I, how's so it Mizzou, go? M-I-Z-Z-O-U. I hope that's right, because if not, sorry, Mizzou. So Mizzou is like, that's our, that's like our, I guess, nickname? Is that like your chant or something? Yeah, it's a chant. Well, I wasn't really big into all that, but yeah, so we, <laughs> but Mizzou is what we consider like our school. That's like, okay. we don't, I would never say the University of Missouri, Columbia. I go, oh yeah, I went to Mizzou. Okay, gotcha. So that's probably, and then there's a chant. I don't know the chant. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, someone, like, I don't know. 
I know. Well, but hey. I mean, I know M I Z Z. Oh, you. Okay, well, that's what it is, I guess. Well, you tell her, but I know, Mizzou, so that's cool. She's going to she's gonna crack up. No, she's, she's not going to cry, or she could be like, girl, how did that girl not know what this ah! is? <laughs> so why did, why did you choose uh, to go there, and of course, to um, you studied and pursued acting? Why yeah. was that? Well, um, one, because I'm from the Midwest, and I had just studied abroad in Argentina before I went to college. And my parents, and I wanted to go to NYU originally. And I wanted to go to acting school, but that wasn't really something. My parents are attorneys. You don't just go to like acting school. Right. How are you going to like make money? My parents were right. So they said if I stayed in state and went to an in state school, they would pay for everything. And I really love journalism, meaning that I, I love people. I love asking questions. I love being in front of the camera. So I started out at the University of Missouri because it was one of the be- top schools at that time. I thought like top three. Wow. And then I realized that I did not like the news not being about me. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I better go check out the drama school. It was just like, that. it was after three months and I was out. Really? Yeah, I didn't like it. I, I wanted to be the news. I wanted to mm-hmm. entertain people because of what I can create. Right. Not because me, me entertain you based on this person's coolness. Right. I want to be cool. <laughs> not that you're not <laughs> cool. No, well, that's but a, just, that's you know? a good way to put it, though, because when I think about it, I'm like, wait, yeah, it's kind of what I do. Like, I interview people about what makes them hot. Yeah. Like, so that's so funny, because that is true. It's it is very true. true. And I just think I'm cool, and I wanted to be cool. <laughs> like, yeah, so I got all that real quick. Right. How hard was it to be an actress from Hannibal, Missouri? I think it's as hard as anybody else trying to do it. Honestly, I mean, I, I'm pretty cultured. My parents and I traveled at least twice the other country. And I went to New York right after college. Okay. So, um, by myself. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think just being from Hannibal, Missouri has any bearing on how difficult or not. People come from Iowa. People come from right. New York. And it's, the struggle is so individual. Okay. Yeah. Was there, was, did it foster a good place for becoming a better actress? Like, was there a lot no. of play and stuff there? Plays and stuff? And Hannibal, no? Missouri? Girl, I ain't never been there. Oh, sorry. That's not, <laughs> well, no, it's one of, the, it's a small town of like 17,000. Okay. In Missouri. Missouri. Which is about an hour and a half north of St. Louis, which everything that's going on in Ferguson, just right. so you can kind of gauge where I lived. So again, there really were just black and white people. We had one Asian family that owned a Chinese restaurant and one Indian family. And then my sister and I. Right. And everybody else was black and white and segregated. The black people lived on the south side. Everybody else lived everywhere else. Right. And there was tons of racism. I was beat up a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. Like fought, like people fought you? Beat it? Like well, that I didn't kind of fight beat? back because my dad told me never to fight back. So I didn't. But... Yeah. But yes, I was beat up by black girls. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So black girls beat you up. And then what about white girls? Do they accept you or mm -hmm. do they say... My parents are white. Okay. I mean, it was... It's it's kind of that thing where in a small town when you don't know any better. Right. And even though I look the way that I do, it was okay because I've got two prominent attorneys that are white in my town that everyone knows and that are well off and educated and then I was their daughter. Right. And I'm a product of them. Um, And so I was accepted I think more because of my parents and then the black girls just didn't they just didn't get me and then I didn't really identify with them. Right. And never felt like I belonged and again this is in a small town so I'm I'm being very specific and it, it just wasn't it's kind of like what you see in the movies. It right. was really like the girls were just, a lot of them were very angry. 
and uh, I mean, I was called Oreo all the time. My hair was the biggest obstacle. I never wore it curly. It was always straight. I always blew it out. Um, and they would always pull on my hair, tell me I had, yeah, really bad names. They would right, say things, right. You know, and yeah, it was rough. It was really rough. So then I was like, why would I want to be them? Right. Like, that, they're mean. Why, why would I want to do that? And it, you know what's crazy is because everybody has, like, mixed stories are different. Mm-hmm. Because I'm listening to the story, and it's like mine was the opposite. It so was like, but you know, but uh, you know, I'm also darker than you yeah. as well, so yeah. I don't really get to pass. Yeah, uh, even with my hair straight, I don't really get to pass. It's yeah. a little darker, but it's so that's why when I hear this stuff, I'm just like, that's so interesting. And I, I mean, and I don't know your story. As in, I have a, a guy friend of mine who actually did I did the ABC Showcase uh, Talent Showcase a year and a half ago. Okay. I don't think he'll mind me telling him this, but his name is Wade Elaine Marcus, and he's mixed race, uh, black and white. And um, and he's very light, has curly, curly hair, though. And he identified as black growing up in, like, high school and middle school and stuff and right. hung out more with black people. And he's from here, from L.A. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until he was older and in college and went to New York did he kind of more identify as, like, mixed and then kind of his whiteness. Right. And uh, listening to his story, listening to your story, it just, I didn't have that. I wish I did sometimes because I... I don't know. I always sometimes feel like an outsider or someone's going to find me out. If I'm in a group of black people right. and then there's me, I inside will definitely feel like, okay, are they judging me? Are they thinking I'm not black enough? Right. Those are thoughts going on in my head. Right, right. And that's based on it's a product of y- your your experience. Exactly. From my childhood. And it's obviously changed as I've had tons, you know, and just lived in a lot of different places, but it definitely still pops in my head sometimes. Right. And I think as black people, I think it's very important to be like, to, to acknowledge the diaspora of blackness. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. It's not just African American. I mean, we've no. got black in every country from every country in the yes. world. And we have to stop yeah. thinking of it as just black people yeah. in America yeah. because it's not even well, a, hear me a huge percentage. Say even about you, like I would be like African American. Well, I don't mean like from America. I right. mean like, right. <laughs> We have to figure right, and, and a lot of people don't get it. No, and right. I and I do them like okay, I can't sound like this because are these people gonna understand that? I right. just mean like from Africa, meaning like right. You know. <laughs> so confusing. Yeah, it is, and the, and that's the thing with race. Like I wish sometimes I didn't call so much attention to it. But that's okay. But then I'm just like, that's what I want to be, though. That's right. I I want. I think it's important to share our stories, right? Because then it's like it gives them room to breathe and educate and inspire others, right? And I love that, like. So wait, so tell me then. So you hung out with black girls and like you just right because I, I grew up in a small town. So I grew up in Radcliffe, Kentucky. Shout oh, out. So that's it's right. Okay, but, it, but it, it's an army town, so it's okay. very mixed. So there's a lot of people who look like me as well. Oh. They're mixed with a ton of different things. Okay, so but we still. My dad is from the deep south, so he identified with being black. He told mm-hmm. me the world will see me as black, so okay. I need to get that in my head. And I never understood it because I'm like, no, dad. First of all, I'm brown. I'm not black. <laughs> like, I didn't get it. I didn't understand what he was talking about until I went to college. Okay. And I went to a school that, you know, was black, white, or other. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that I was other. I, I wasn't white. I wasn't really black, but I guess that was the closest. So I had to identify with black and I had to learn but why how black? to be black. Why not white? Because I don't have, I'm not mixed with white, so it wasn't like. Oh, so then what about Korean? Well, I grew up in a place where there was Korean people, but it was like our moms were Korean. Like everybody, your mom was Korean and your dad was white or your dad was black. Like everyone was mixed yeah. because we're all military brats. And so I knew Korean, but I knew it from an aspect of my mom's Korean, and that was it. 
I didn't really hang out with Korean people. I didn't know how, you know, what do Korean kids do? Mm-hmm. And the Korean kids that were at my school in college were like exchange students. So yeah. they're from Korea. And it was kind of like, yeah, you guys do Korean stuff, but I don't really know what that is. Like, hmm. I just know my mom's Korean. And so it's really weird to have that experience and to talk about that. Because well, now, I'm like, listening to you and I'm like, but yeah, but you still chose one. And I'm just, and well, then you're well, like I your th- mom. I'm kind, and I'm, I'm just as a woman. Right. And my mom also said, and my mom, you know, growing up in the South, too, my mom, my, she understood. She'd been with my father for a long time, and mm-hmm. she saw a lot of racism that and happened. And both her parents are Korean? And both she's her, Yeah, Korean? she's straight okay. off the boat, honey. Straight off okay, the boat. Okay, cool. And, um, and it was really funny, because then that's what happens, is, is you know, she was just like, well, your dad is right. People are going to look at you, and they're going to think you're black. See, and, and I, I think that's like, wow. the difference. That's the difference. Like, my... I think being adopted because it would be. I think I would be sitting here a different person. We might not even been having this conversation if I had both. Of, if I grew up with both of my biological parents, right? And if one of them, my birth father, would have said something like that, I've never had a family member say what your dad told you about they're going to. You know, you need to learn how to be a black woman because society is going to view you that way. I've never been told anything remotely like that. Ever. Do you feel like that is some, that's been part of your experience though? Do you feel like society looks at you like that? No, not as a black woman. I wish they did sometimes. I mean, right, especially right now, I'm, I'm very much mixed race or Latina, uh, which is great. Uh, but I, I'm, I struggle with people actually identifying me in, like, as black. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a part of me, and it's, and it's a part that I'm really owning the older I get, but it hasn't been a part of like my life. Right. So, yeah. That's so interesting. Okay, let's talk about your career. Okay. And so you, um, your latest movie, Mega Church Murder, mm-hmm. um, was on Lifetime, right? Yes. Little Romeo, Corbin Blue, Ooh, um, yeah. who else? Malcolm My, Jamal Warner. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in this movie. How did you get this? Like, w- tell me the process of going through an auditioning for this movie and what it was like to be on set. Yeah, so they actually um, re-released the role that I went out for. They couldn't find her because it was a character that was 18, African-American, um, nerdy, but so cool kind of thing. And they couldn't find it. So they re-released the role. I saw it. I got my people to, like, get up on it. Uh-huh. And we had a hard time getting in for any African-American roles when uh-huh. it says that. And I was like, no, please fight for it. So we got in. We used this nerdy photo of me. And um, I went straight to producers. They'd already cast the other roles. Ah. And so went straight to producers, and I killed it. I killed it. Yeah. And then about a week later, I got a call that uh, they wanted me. And we started shooting like a month later. I was in shock. I had no idea who was a part of it. Everything was very like secret. Uh And then we had the table read. And um, Malcolm wasn't there. Corbin wasn't there. Tamala wasn't there. It was only Shanika Knowles, Little Romeo, and uh, uh, Don Lewis was there. Okay. So Mike Beach, like all these other names weren't there. I didn't meet them till my first day of filming. I get, I was so excited, you know, and I still didn't know who everybody was. I get into the, um, the bus to take me to set, uh-huh. and there's a guy in back of me. He looked kind of familiar, but I couldn't quite place him, and it was Corbin. Uh-huh. And he says something about my hair. He's like, oh, I used to have hair, or I've got hair just like you. Right. And I looked at him, I was like, you do? Because it's really <laughs> right. short, almost like Buzz. And he's like, yeah. And then I start like, I heard somebody say Corbin, so I start looking up Corbin, like, you know, on Google while he's in back of me on my iPhone. <laughs> and it pops up. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, it's Corbin Blue. Ah, he does have my hair. That. Yeah. Right. So he was so great, and Little Romeo is just, I thought he was going to be this, I don't know, just little bad boy and right. he was one, he probably was the nicest, everybody was nice, but he took selfies with me on set, he posted them, we got like 10,000 hits on it, <laughs> he was so nice, like everyone, it was a great experience, one of my favorite experiences I've had. 
I love that. And and that was a really good um like the the whole cast for that was just so well thought of and put together. Yeah. I I mean I could when I started going through the list I was like, "All these people were on this?" Like yeah. I didn't even realize half those people were in the movie. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, died real quick. <laughs> but yeah, it's it about a, a murder. It is. And it was I mean it's a solid cast and I love all of us coming together and it just and also that it was nothing to do with which, and I love Tyler Perry movies, okay? But a lot of his movies, I feel, call attention to, you know, maybe his don't actually as much, but sometimes they do. You know, being black, you right. know? And I felt like this is, was just a cast that just happened to be all of us ethnic right. and just telling the story. And it was great, you right. know? So I really appreciated that. Okay. And so you um, have also been on The Newsroom mm-hmm. and DirecTV's uh, series Kingdom. Kingdom. What has been your, outside of, of course, Mega Church Murder, what mm-hmm. has been your favorite role that you've played so far and why? Outside of, oh, I really like Mega Church. Probably, honestly, what I just, probably what I just got done filming, which was a web pilot. Okay. Actually called Life's a Drag. Mm-hmm. And I think the only reason is because it's a series regular, one, so I really got to create the character. And two, I, it was outside of my comfort zone. I do a lot of comedy, um, and, or I'm the comedic relief in right. things, or I play really, really, really young, nerdy people. And this was the first time that I got to really be more me. She was more grounded, the character. She's funny, but it's not this big funny. Mm-hmm. And um, she's just smart and has a boyfriend that she loves so much, and she's the helper. And I really love being able to create like a whole voice for her. And so when, when and where can we find this? Yeah, so it's we just we just wrapped uh, like okay. a couple weeks ago. So it's called Life's a Drag. It should be out in April, and hopefully it gets picked up. And uh, we do, you know, episode two, three, four, five. Yay! Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Okay, so let's talk about your, um, you're an ambassador for a nonprofit called Mixed mm-hmm. Roots Foundation. Exactly. What is that about? You'd like it, actually. Um, the main woman is uh, Korean. <laughs> um, not that... <laughs> So I like our Korean people is what you tend to say. I, know, I just did say that, didn't I? No, that's all right. Well, I did, I did just do that. That's all right, though. Uh, I hope that's right. No, that's fine. So that was bad, wasn't it? That's okay. Okay, cool. So, yeah, so it's called Mixed Roots Foundation. And, um, yeah, it's a nonprofit that really focuses on adopt ad- adoptees, adult adoptees, and uh, mixed race. So most of the people that have been adopted are mixed as well of some of some sense. And so it really goes with all of my platforms and it helps people. I think one thing people forget about adoption is there's all of these resources before you're adopted. Mm-hmm. And then once you're adopted it's just like, oh, it's done. Right. But I'm adopted for life. Right. There are still struggles that occur and happen every year. Right. You know, you mentioned the thing about trying to find, you know, my birth father. But those are things, identity, that you do want to know or you're curious about. So having those resources. And this uh, organization helps with that. Oh, that is so awesome. Yeah. Okay, before we get out of here, yes. what, what do you have upcoming that our viewers can find and see you on? Yes. So, like I said, so Crave, what, well, I didn't say this. So Crave the Fast Life is a movie I just wrapped in February. So that should be out this summer. And then also the web series, the pilot called uh, Life's a Drag. In April. Wonderful. And where can we find you on social media? So I love, 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 love Instagram right now. Um, Facebook and Twitter all at at Santana Dempsey, S-A-N-T-A-N-A-D-E-M-P-S-E-Y. Yes. So you can find me, Megan Thomas, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meg Scoop, like Scoop of Ice Cream. Don't forget to follow Black Hollywood Live on all of your social media, BHL Online. And also subscribe to Black Hollywood Live on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes because we want you to subscribe. We want you to watch. We love you guys. 
guys. And always use a hashtag. Uh, I always get this mixed up. BHL next for all of your questions and, and let me know who you want to see on this show. Until next week, y'all. See you later. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.